this week on Tea with Queen and Jay. What do you do with your vote in a shitty ass election? Does Lana Del Rey mean white womanhood in Spanish? And COVID-19's effect on the indigenous communities that many of us forget. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Right. Yeah, yeah. Motherfucking podcasting. Yes. We're like doing it. Every week. Not every for week. millions of dollars, like some. Not for uh, millions of dollars or, or half a millions of dollars, but we're here. And we're enjoying Or thousands of dollars. Or thousands of dollars. Or $8,000. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here. We're half queer. We're enjoying ourselves. <laughs> we're black. We're back. We're still alive. Neither one of us got that Rona. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're in here good. Our pets are healthy. We have pets. Yes. I'm thankful, yo. Mm-hmm. I'm it's, thankful. it's interesting how our pets don't know what's going on. They just know that we in this fucking house. They just know we're in the house. And they're like, why, why are you in the here? house? Why, why are we here? here? Hennessy don't even like going outside. But I went outside the other day. She's like, we going out? Let's go. <laughs> Everybody go. I got my keys. I got my purse. Let's go. Let's go out. Enough. Enough. I was like, I thought you hated outside. <laughs> oh, God. I was looking at Zena yesterday, my cat, and I was like, what are you going to do when I'm not here anymore? Because he doesn't mind me here. Like, right. They enjoy me being here. Mm-hmm. And usually it's kind of depressed when I'm not here. Right. So, like, what is this going to be like when I'm back out in the mm-hmm. world? It'll be an adventure. It'll add spice to their life. They'll find a new normal. <laughs> you got new shit in there that they can knock down. You got plants now. They're waiting for you to leave that house so they can oh, knock down God. some of those plants. That's the thing. He's not really a knockdowner. Oh, okay. Like, I don't come home and it's, like, a crazed thing. Right. Like, oh, my God. Like Interesting. He, 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 Most he'll do is knock stuff off my desk. Mm-hmm. But it's like, because I'm there. It's like him trying to get my attention. Right. Not for him to just be like a bitch like most cats and just knocking shit down. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. He might start. Might start. Mm. Henny might likes start. to eat things and put her vagina on things. <laughs> That's her shit. So it's like, oh, you have something new? Can I put my vagina on this? <laughs> <laughs> is this a new place for me to rest my vagina, vagina? that's her vagina specifically vagina that's the resting. whole yeah that's her it's vagina resting because she sits a certain way i'm like oh you just want to put your whole vagina on this that's what it is so welcome, welcome to, to tea, tea with queen, queen and jay we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is, is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ow. Right. Yes. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast. Podcast. You can use our hashtag, hashtag Tea with QJ. We love when you use it on all the social medias. Also use the hashtag pod in, and that is a now listening hashtag. And that allows other folks to know that you are listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. Speaking of social meds, we have them. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Please follow us at Tea with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and Face of the Books. Find us there. Follow us there. All that good shit. You can also send us T-mail. T-mail. Send us questions, comments from the mundane. You can send those to Jay. To the serious. <laughs> you can send those to me. <laughs> um, and our email address is Jay at gmail.com 
Yes. Every week, we like to start the show by pouring libations for our favorite people, places, or things that are giving us black ass black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? So I have a few, but I will start with Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. Okay. Yeah, they had a um, versus battle that I really, really, really fucking It was enjoyed. so good. It was live as shit. It was mad energy. It was just like, oh, I just like diasporatical fucking shit. delightful. It was just amazing. The police came and they shut that down. Mm. I thought it was funny that Bounty Killer ran as soon as the police came because that motherfucker was <laughs> You want to be that guy? Yeah. You want to be that guy? Yeah, like, you want to be that guy? Bounty no. was gone. I think he got warranted some shit. Uh, probably. I was going to play a clip of it because it was so much fun. And I cannot find a, a moment when Bounty is not saying something homophobic. So I just was oh, like, oh, but oh that's, that's, never mind. That's what he specializes oh, in. Oh, my gosh. But... I will say that a lot of that hate speech mm-hmm. does sound a little better on a like dancehall track. You know? <laughs> it's, it's kind of helpful. just a little bit more melodic when you have a Jamaican <laughs> you know, accent. You know? You know? But yeah, so and the sound was great. You always get great sound from Jamaican folks. Mm-hmm. That sound was amazing. I just really had a good time sitting here drinking my drink. Talking to my friends. We got a little concert. It was cute. So I really, really wanted to pour them libations. Yeah, because that was fun. Yeah. I had a really good time. Yeah. No, it was great. I loved it. The energy was good. This was the best versus. Mostly, probably some of that has to do with them being able to be in the same room. Yeah. Jamaica has been hit by coronavirus, but not as hard hit as As other places. You know, they've had deaths, but their deaths have, at the time, the last time I checked, they had, they were only at nine deaths, which is a horrible thing, but much different than what a lot of us are dealing with in the States. So... They were not social distancing, but the vibes are different there. So yeah, exactly. Okay, but I was like, Jamaica, we out. Oh, they ain't gonna let me in. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking like now so I feel like the rest of the world. Can I, <laughs> they won't allow me can in. I, can I? Go? I know people there. Can I? <laughs> can I go there? <laughs> no, no. Do not. Do not take your Ross behind. Yeah, do not to bring your Jamaica and ruin things there. there. All right. Uh-huh. Stop thinking about it. Yeah. Just Queen joke. Jay. But yeah, that was a black ass good time, you know. Thank them for that. Yeah, so libations for that. I really I really like that. I also want to pour libations for um lots of things. So I had a workshop last week. I teamed up with Tribe Co-Create, and Tribe Co-Create is a place for black, indigenous, and people of color to experience joy and reimagine freedom. Um, and it was created by, for, and with folks of the community of the BX. So they have yeah. like wellness workshops. They do a lot of co-working days and stuff like that. And I teamed up with them, me being Mix Vixen. Mix Vixen is my platform for black women, black femmes, and black AFAP folks to just affirm that they are the standard, not the exception, you know, just a, a bad bitch space. Mm-hmm. And we came together to do a workshop called Hustle and Heal, Affirming Our Work-Life Balance. We were trying already to do like this workshop series, mm-hmm. but then the Rona happened. And it was really based on, like we couldn't like not come together and like talk about how Rona is affecting Mm-hmm. shit with work so we're going to do more workshops we just haven't figured out the next date i liked working with them because we put this together like mad quick and mm-hmm. it was just mad easy like it wasn't like a whole bunch of like back and forth and like shit like that so it was really mm-hmm. good to collaborate with people who are real community minded because right. a lot of y'all are not <laughs> <laughs> 
Surprise. So, right? A lot of, yeah, people who be using that community word are actually like community-ish. Mm-hmm. So right. that was really, really nice. So I appreciate working with all the folks at Tribe Co-Create. I want to thank the panelists that were there. Alex, who is actually the homie. I didn't even know Alex was going to be one of the panelists. She was like, oh, I got two people to talk. And I was like, oh, I have someone to talk. And then mm-hmm. when we got on the Zoom, it was like, oh, shit, hey, boo. Um <laughs> <laughs> So that was really cool. Jasmine. And then I wanted to pour a special ovation for my friend Makiba, who was one of the speakers. We've been friends since high school. And she's a brilliant individual who Mm -hmm. doesn't talk to the world. She just talks to her friends and then goes about her life, Mm -hmm. which for me and Jay is kind of like foreign. Like we, Mm -hmm. we use a platform to like kind of... You all are my friends. these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right? So it was just kind of different. So it was nice to like have my friend outside and so people could see yeah. the stuff that my friend is thinking and stuff. So that was really cool. So thank you, Makiva. I'm pouring you libations for participating. I also want to pour libations for everyone who came to the workshop. Um, This workshop in particular was about it was affirming your work-life balance, but mm-hmm. mainly like having conversations about how to not let these like white supremacist professional ideals follow you into your home like Mm -hmm. we're working from home now a lot of us this woman is focused on people who are working from home so we're working from home now how do we make it so our homes are still safe and that shit doesn't creep into your house and now you're in your own home feeling the pressure of like deadlines and you know basically like these motherfuckers follow you in your house now Mm -hmm. um and you should still you should be able to be black and free indigenous and free poc and free in your own fucking house so that was the conversation we was having Fuck them jobs because... <laughs> Fuck them jobs. If you get a job because I get you need the money, you know, whatever. So I don't want to say completely fuck them jobs, but mm. fuck them jobs. Fuck yep. them jobs. Don't have them follow you in your house and, like, taking over your space. Like, right. That's your space. It was just really nice to connect with people, have that conversation. Um, it was fun. I had a really good time, and I'm glad for that everyone came and participated. Really, really dope. I loved it, yo. Excellent job. The shit was fantastic. I did. I never know I need these workshops until I'm in them, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 I'm not really a workshop-ass bitch. Usually, I do them because I'm like, oh, so-and-so is doing this. Let me get on here. But that's not really my personality to participate in stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it was fucking fantastic, yo. I loved it. Thank you. How can we keep up with Miss Vixen and know about the next event? Follow our social media. We are at underscore Miss Vixen underscore. Sign up to our newsletter. I I send something out monthly, but mostly social media since I only send the newsletter out monthly. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, you know, you know how that go. Or listen to our (laughs) podcast. That is... (laughs) Listen to our podcast. That is bi-weekly, and that's wherever you can find podcasts. I didn't really say it on that podcast because it was so quick. This this particular workshop, right. it was, we put it together like in a few days. Mm-hmm. That I didn't really outside of social media, I didn't right. promote it anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you know, just follow us on the socials. Listen to the podcast and um, subscribe to our newsletter, and then you'll get all the information on the things that we do. Yeah. That is fantastical. What are your libations for today, Jay? I have two libations. So my first libation is for the black guy who tips. We were on their podcast with Rod and Karen last week, and Mm -hmm. we had a fucking blast. It was nice. It It was was a whole kiki. 
And I like doing shit that doesn't require me to fucking do anything, yo. I was so looking forward to just showing up and doing hood rat shit with my friends. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was I happy to, to see other black faces. Yes. I, like, oh, I don't have black, to prepare. I don't friends. have to do nothing. I don't have to know nothing. I don't mm-hmm. have to read nothing. All I can, all I have to do is shower. And that was the thing. I was like, all right, you got something to do today. Now get in the shower, okay? <laughs> Get in the shower. If you feel clean, you'll look clean. So get in the shower. <laughs> that was my whole thing. But I had a fucking blast. We are on episode 2109, I think it is, if I have mm-hmm. to guess. Oh, wow. I remembered. Yeah. We're on episode 2109. The doors of the church are closed. And that is the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. These episodes go behind a paywall after a certain time. So I'll put the um, Apple podcast link you know what? I'll put the website link and the name of the episode in the yeah. show notes. Mm-hmm. And then you can check from there if you haven't already listened to the episode. Thanks to all of our listeners who joined us for that episode live. If yeah. you listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, they do their show live and they record it and then post it as a podcast. So it's cool to like talk to people in the chat room and all that stuff or whatever. But I love that fucking podcast. I listen to it every day. After we did our episode, I was like, Dag, I was already on this episode. What am I going to listen to today? <laughs> <laughs> i listen to it oh good maybe i'll listen to it anyway okay it's good it's a good episode oh good okay i'm gonna listen yeah. to it i'm gonna listen to it but yeah rod and karen podcast several times a week they also if you subscribe to their paid content there's a podcast for you to listen to like every day there's so much stuff for you to listen to like you will like not be alone which is my shit you will never be alone <laughs> with the black guy who tips alone so, together alone together <laughs> So yeah, so definitely check them out. I appreciate them. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, like how it's challenging to find male hosts that you can listen to and feel safe and not feel Mm -hmm. like there's going to be some type of anti-black woman bashing misogynoir right around the fucking corner. So I definitely appreciate the both of them for, it's not a safe space and they say that, but I am safe when I listen to it. Like they're not fucking assholes. So it's fantastic. They're not shock jocks. (laughs) They're not not motherfuckers doing stuff for the sake of doing it. They're not trolls. That's why it's safe. They're not fucking trolls. Yes. They're not fucking trolls. And when when they, they say it's not a safe space, I say it is a safe space. But when they say it's not a safe space they mean that they will make fun of you if you die so that that type of shit but they're not like hateful fuckers so it's not yeah exactly like that so libations to rod and karen of the black guy who tips and then my second libation so black folks have not been going to the hospital and that is because coronavirus is outside it's at the hospital it's all over the place a lot of us have other conditions that we need to go to the doctor for that we need to be seen for that we have been avoiding going to the doctor because a lot of us are trying not to catch fucking coronavirus Mm -hmm. and i just kind of wanted to talk about an experience that we had my grandmother had to go to the hospital it's been twice now but i will say she's okay i've seen her she's fine um, she has dementia, so sometimes they experience periods of, like, delirium and, like, you know, other periods. She's old. So she was having a weird day, so she had to go into the hospital, and my mom and my uncle, everybody was like, "Do we? does she have to go into the EMS? Like, does she have to go in? Can you check her out here? Is she okay? Because we're so afraid that mm-hmm. she's almost 92. She's going to go in. Yeah. And come back with fucking the Rona. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that right now she doesn't have the Rona as far as we know. We want to keep it that way. 
but they had to take her in. They they thought it was it was more important that she go in and be checked out and all that shit or whatever. Yeah. So she went in. My mom said that everybody was really pleasant. Everybody was really attentive. They had the patients who were not there on some corona shit. They had them kind of sectioned off, segmented off from those who were dealing with coronavirus yeah. stuff. It mm-hmm. just was everyone is on heightened alert, but not in a sense of panic. And everybody that my mom engaged with that day was really pleasant. The two EMS workers, they were both black folks. And we assumed that that helped in the exchange. I was able to, because of video, I was able to watch some of that exchange and dialogue and shit. Y'all were recording them? They were at my grandma's house. Okay, I get it. And we have okay. the video there to make sure that, you know, she I don't know why I put your jaw outside. That's why I was like, wait, what? Oh, know. yeah. No, I, I was watching it on video. Yeah, I get it. And my mom was there and stuff. Got it. But it was just... I feel like so many of us have been in instances where we run across people, we're in these emergency situations and we come across folks who like don't care or they're too tired or whatever the case may be. And so it was just nice in this heightened state of emergency mm-hmm. when we're all panicked and afraid that fucking grandma's going to catch the Rona because she's black and something bad happened and people don't care about yeah. when things happen mm-hmm. to black people. It was just really nice to... Uh, come across a bunch of people who cared about my grandmother's well-being yeah my mother's peace of mind mm-hmm. so uh, i don't remember if she went to jacoby or einstein but i'll give them both a Shout libation to einstein. i was born at einstein hospital Damn. i was born in some bronx bronx hospital that don't even exist no more i don't even know oh you shut it down you shut <laughs> it down that's what happened you be born and you be <laughs> shutting it down <laughs> You know how we do. You know how we do. Let it be a podcast. We will shut your podcast down. It was a hospital podcast. Anyway. Yes. So libations to both of those hospitals. Okay. I've been at them both. I've been treated both good and bad at both of those hospitals. But libations to all the essential workers that are there. Libations to black EMS workers and other EMS workers who know how the fuck to act. Libation to while I'm talking, since we always constantly get pouring libations for healthcare workers, libations to the delivery dudes. After I go to see my grandmother and come back from the Bronx, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I order delivery, and there are people out there delivering food to motherfuckers who have COVID and all over the place driving around Manhattan and they've been doing it since the height of this crisis Mm -hmm. and they'll continue to do it and I appreciate that shit and they're kind, they're considerate and... Is people who are out here working, and it's not just the healthcare workers out here like doing shit. So, yep, exactly. Yeah, yo. So, libations to essential workers everywhere, and libations to Jacoby Hospital, Einstein Hospital. And I would suggest, even though it is very scary and people have COVID, if you have another condition that you would normally go to the doctor for, and that like use your discretion, of course, but. We should not be staying at home with serious medical conditions just because we're afraid of catching, like, the Rona. You know what I'm saying? Like, we risk it when we go to the supermarket. Risk it to check on your health if if you have things going on. Exactly. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that, yo. Just wanted to share. That was a good libation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Every week... We talk about how and why you can donate to Tea with Queen and J podcast. We know that we are all struggling during coronavirus. Some of us been struggling. Some of us are new to the struggle and some of us are not struggling at all. So if you are somebody who is struggling, please know that we don't expect folks to send us donations. We don't expect you to to monetarily support the show if that's not within your means or within Mm -hmm. your budget. 
cliche time. We're in this shit together, okay? <laughs> we are not suffering any more than you all out there. We are in this shit together. So while we appreciate all of your donations and support, if supporting us financially is out of your means right now, please don't feel pressured to do so. And if you have pledged to our Patreon and you need to make an adjustment at this time to fit your current financial situation, then please don't feel any ways about doing so. Yeah, well, So mm-hmm. definitely do that. Queen, can you tell folks how and why they should support Tea with Queen and J podcast if they can? And those non-monetary ways that they can support the podcast. I got you. I got you. So donate to Tea with Queen and J to help sustain this podcast, progress this podcast, and keep the lights on for this motherfucking podcast podcast you can donate monetarily by going to our website tbqueenandj.com slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have two options two our first option is our paypal option and that is where you can put however much you want in a pot however many times you want there is no commitment there and then our second option is our patreon option and that is where we are asking for Two dollars a month. Two dollars. You can give more or less. That is up to you. That is to your discretion. But we are only asking for two dollars a month. And when you become a patron, we give you, you know, a little shout out on the show. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even a little, a big shout out on the show. Other ways you could donate to T with Queen and J that are non monetarily. These are things that don't cost you a dime, but they might cost you a little time is by subscribing to this podcast wherever you are listening to podcasts hit that subscribe button hit it hit it follow whatever app you are losing to listen just you know subscribe press follow do whatever it is that they say to do to make it so that we pop up in your feed every week rate and review our podcast on apple Podcasts. great um, <laughs> cast box <laughs> Stitcher, which whatever app that you are using, Spotify, whatever you're using to listen to this podcast, hit a star, the heart, leave a great comment about why you listen to this podcast. That is really, really helpful to us. Write about us in your publication. Invite us to be on your podcast or in your publication. And another way is by telling two people. Just tell two, two people. <laughs> Just tell two people about Tea with Queen and J podcast. And those are ways that you can help Tea with Queen and Jay grow that don't cost you a red cent. That's right. If you'd like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, T-mail us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast... Or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at twithqueenandj at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us individually, we've included our Amazon wish list links in the show notes. If you do not fuck with Amazon because they are the access of evil, please do not feel pressured to support them. Please do not feel pressured to use our Amazon links. If you do shop on Amazon, either via our wishlist links or on your own time, we ask that you respect all worker blackout dates. Amazon is the axis of evil. They treat their workers poorly. If you choose to shop Amazon personally or through us, we ask that you respect those blackout dates. You can always Google them. They're often on social media. Look up Amazon labor, Amazon workers, Amazon boycott, Amazon blackout dates. And please make sure that you are respecting Amazon 
workers. I just randomly remember that podcaster who was like, I don't I don't, I don't get why you gotta do that. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of supporting the podcast, we got mad love this past week, yo. We got mad fucking love. So I have mad donation libations to give. So what I'm going to do, we're going to do half of them now, and then we'll do half of them later after the break. Mm -hmm. Um, But thank you, everybody who has stepped up and supported us, especially right now. It really means a lot. We really appreciate it. And this podcast is supported by you all, like the fucking people, yo. And we are thankful for your love and your support, and it's fucking dope. So we got new patrons this week. Real quick, if you are a Patreon subscriber, there's a new Patreon on sales tax that i don't fully understand but what i will tell you is that it's only a tiny bit so if you have questions about that if you are charged some something weird something that looks fucking strange and is out of pocket then you can hit us up and ask us but we're telling you now and they should have sent you a message as well yeah that there's gonna be for some not all but for some people i think depending on what state you're in and shit like that there's going to be a new Patreon sales tax, but it should not be much. That's what we were told. We were told it should not make yeah, a fucking yeah. difference. So, mm-hmm. but that's just a heads up from us. Yep. Okay. Patreon. We have three people who upped their pledge. Yeah. Thank you so much to Alicia or Alicia, Wilson and Jessica. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. Thank Kim you. is a new subscriber. And Kim says, like so many black listeners, I'm adding in my sincere thank you for the work you do and the work you've been doing. I've been listening for some time now and realize I need to be much more actionable in my support. The latest episode about Malcolm X and the white supremacist binary reductive ways of thinking about blackness and Islam was very nuanced and clear. Thank you for censoring us as black femmes, for contributing your work, and for uplifting others as well. Black women stay brilliant. My goodness. Thank you. Thank you, Kim, so much. And we'll put the link. That was our last episode. That was episode 252, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one was called Malcolm X was Muslim. And we'll put the link to that episode in the show notes. So you can check that out if you have not already. Yes. We also have new Patreon subscribers, Monique and Shell. Thank you so much. Christina, Jennifer, Latoya, Karen, about three Kims and Benjamin. (laughs) Thank you so much. We appreciate you. And Jesse also subscribed to our Patreon. And Jesse says, thank you too for this podcast. During the Rona, your show is welcomed weekly and definitely has me laughing, feeling like I'm in the room with you all. As a brown queer cis man, you've given me more to think about who I am and my privileges, but also question people's views about me. Gracias. Yes. Thank you so much, Jesse. Treat you like a pocketbook. They be doing Hello. Okay. Sure. Hello. Talking to you cis women, cis black women. <laughs> Just saying. Hell is saying. And we will get back to the rest of those libations later on in the show. Yeah. Thank you all again for supporting the podcast. Events. We have a motherfucking event coming up. Events. <laughs> Our Juneteenth virtual kickback is coming up on Zoom. Save the motherfucking date. Come okay? on in Zoom. Come on in Zoom. Hey. Zoom. Remember that show? No. Nope. June 19th <laughs> from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. That is Juneteenth from 9 to 11. Okay. Yes. 
We will be doing a virtual Juneteenth kickback. We'll be there. We'll be kicking it. We will share the Eventbrite link for that soon, the RSVP link for that soon. Come kick it with us. It's going to be a good time. We might do a black girl show and tell. So if you're a black girl of any kind, if you are trans, cis, if you're non-binary, but consider black girl as something that you identify with, or if you are black, non-binary, AFAB, and have some shit that you want to show and tell, shoot us an email. Let us know what you want to bring to show and tell. Mm-hmm. It can be some clothes that you make that you want to show us. It could be some other fucking arts and crafts you do. It could be a painting that you bought and you really like. It could be your favorite fucking teddy bear and you like it. It's a bright color, okay? It's black girl show and tell. Bring what you want to bring. It's all good. Let us know what you want to share with us. Thank you so much to everybody who has already submitted something we saw those t-mails and we appreciate you yeah and we will get back to you soon submissions yes so save the motherfucking date that's june 19th juneteenth virtual kickback on zoom from 9 to 11 p.m so um you want to get into the show yes let's get into the motherfucking show yeah let's do it all right so jay what kind of tea are you drinking i'm drinking jasmine green back on my bullshit what are you drinking i actually didn't feel like making tea so i just poured a cup of water (laughs) so i'm just staying hydrated but i'm not drinking tea right now i actually ran out of sweetener um so i'm like you know what i'll just skip that so i'll make my grocery store run no 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 because that's the life we live now no, no, no. We don't run a sweetener in this house. I got honey. I got agave. I got sugar cubes. I got I fucking use... maple syrup. Oh, yeah. I don't have sugar here. I don't use honey because I feel bad for the bees. I did have honey sticks that we got mm-hmm. from Teas by G, but I, I finished those. Yes. I finished those. And I should have brought things while I was using the honey sticks. That was my transition period. Yeah. And I didn't use my window. So mm. that's where I got myself fucked up. Mm. So. All right. All right. Well, I have enough sweetener over here for all of us. I'm sure so. you do. <laughs> that's why you'd be so heavy handed with the agave. Like, ah, <laughs> get all that sweet. I got supplies. Hey, I'm just trying to live, yo. I got supplies. When my shit gets halfway down, that, I do panic about that. When my shit gets halfway down, my sweetener? Oh, no. No, I'll have two of them in here before I run out. Not a I'm sweetener. A, I'm already such a sugar addict. And then my bio right, dad right, has diabetes right, right. that when mm-hmm. I can control the sugar, I don't yeah. I don't put a lot. Of, so I don't think about a lot of sweeteners because mm-hmm. you know me and my sweet tooth. I have seen your sweet tooth. So I'll I be, feel you. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be trying you. to chill. Okay. All right. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And what are your pronouns? She, her. And what are you affirming? On this day that Beyonce made. Oh, my goodness. I affirm. I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, and financial stability. And like a magical check. I need a check to come here. Okay? I affirm that for you. I affirm that I am not a lady. Please don't call me that. I affirm that I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. I'm self-employed. With money, though. I'm paid. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm an earlier sleep schedule. 
I would mm-hmm. like that. I affirm a brand new MacBook Pro with all the shits. Me and my loved ones are healthy. I affirm a new studio and work pla- workspace where we can record and work and be comfortable at our convenience. And I affirm that I have an active and positive mind. I also want to add to my libation real quick. So my grandma, she went to the doctor. They also tested her for COVID and she did not have COVID, which was great because that was fucking scary. So I'm glad that she was able to get tested and I'm glad that she don't have COVID, which means I did not give her COVID and that my family did not give her COVID, which is a blessing. Yeah, that is a blessing. So Yeah, libations to that for real, y'all. Word word what are you affirming for yourself this week i affirm that i'm a bad bitch i affirm that i'm enough i affirm that i will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma Mm -hmm. i also affirm that i am well rested my hair and fashions are popping my body and mind are healthy and that i will forever and always stunt on these hoes okay Holes is not a gender term. All you motherfuckers, I am stunting on. Mm-hmm. All you non-gender folks, mm-hmm. I am stunting on. <laughs> Everybody just wanted mm-hmm. to say that. People tend, usually tend to ascribe hoes to women, so I just wanted to be clear. Good point. Thank you. I also affirm that I will find a healthy sex buddy that will add to my sexual pleasure. And I affirm for everyone, everybody oh, listening to this podcast, all of our family and friends, Jay, mm-hmm. we will still have a fruitful and abundant 2020, okay? Yes. A bundles for everyone. A bundles for everybody. For every fucking body. I affirm that shit. That shit is going to be. And I also want to affirm there's a little piece of my hair that's in the middle that always kind of breaks. This is the always thing since I was a kid. Like the ends mm-hmm. always just break. It's just like a part of my head that just be like, you know what? We gonna split. Ends. <laughs> we gonna split ends right here. Right here is where we gonna split. Uh huh. I affirm that it's gonna stop splitting because I have more time to moisturize it all the fucking time. Okay. So I affirm that it's gonna stop yes. being. Like, you know what? We just gonna just do split ends right here. Yes. Like so, I affirm that as well. Yo, yes. my hair feels mad, bouncy and healthy and shit. Cause Yo, you're just you're like able weird. to like. Yeah. Do all this stuff to it's it. Wild. I trimmed it. It got bounced. I'm like, what is going on here? What's happening? Yes. Oh my yes. Goodness. I was like, when I watched my hair the other day, I'm like, okay, look at you. This the spot that always been a problem my whole life growing and feeling like the rest okay. of my head. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. I did that thing that you did and it did did take less time. It took a long time still because I don't be washing my own hair or like mm-hmm. that. But it was not an impossible task. task, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just so real quick, listeners, uh, we're both 4C and Queen told me to section my hair and then wash each part in sections. sections so yes. I'm sure some of y'all been doing this already, but I don't do my own hair because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, we tired. can't just be like washing our hair. No, like, but I watch all thing. the girls in the instru- in the tutorials are washing their whole head like white women. And I'm like, how do you do this and still have time to do other things? Make meals, use the bathroom. How do you do all that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, sectioning it out, that really that really helped, y'all. Changes the game, like, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I could actually like come home from work maybe and wash my yeah, hair yeah. one day. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One day I just one day um we were prepping for the show, mm-hmm. and we were going to prep at a certain time, and then we were like, let's push it back. So then I went and washed my hair, and then when we were like doing, you our showed prep up and your shit was like done and yeah, twisted. I was like, like what, what kind of fucking witchcraft? <laughs> it's been two hours. What How the did fuck you are do you it? talking about? <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, now put it in sections, do all your detangling like before you even wash. Like it just makes it a lot easier. Fancy. Game changer, mm-hmm. life changer. Okay. <laughs> Life changer. All right. So, like I said, we're fucking tired. Okay. He is tired. We're tired. Not we're sleepy because no. we're home and, you know, we're getting rest and we're stuff. Just tired you know? of your shit. And y'all like, well, that's just too damn bad because y'all keep doing shit. <laughs> that's what y'all doing to us. We saying, we tired, Grandpa. <laughs> we're tired, yo. Yo, the world is at home quarantining except for everybody who's on like who's eternal outside. spring break or whatever the fuck y'all are doing outside like whatever that's about we don't know the rest of us are at home except for like Essential the racists work, yeah. are out here still being racist oh, the misogynoirists are out here still misogynoiring uh <laughs> white men are white menning harder than ever before it's like oh gosh it doesn't stop. So it a few doesn't. things that we're tired about and tired to the point that like we weren't even going to discuss them here because there's so many of the obvious things that niggas be tired about. Yeah. But. I, yes, that, that, <laughs> that. Okay? That's how tired we are. It's like, y'all tired. Y'all still doing this shit? That's how tired y'all we are. Y'all not tired of doing this shit? <laughs> That's how tired we are. But I have a few, po- a few points and some of the things that had us tired and exhausted that we wanted to talk about just in passing, not for long, but. Yeah. So. Lana Del Rey, for those of you who don't know who Lana Del Rey is, she is a white woman singer um, who likes to sing songs like as if we are in a time from the past. Her style is of the 50s and 60s. She sings sad songs. Now, myself, as a generally sad nigga, I don't Mm -hmm. mind them. I'm not drawn to... I've never been drawn to like play her music in my house, but I have enjoyed like some of her videos in the past. Um, and not engaged at all right so that's Lana Del Rey what you might be asking yourself is oh Lana Del Rey maybe she's some sort of spicy white person her government name is actually Elizabeth Woolridge Grant she's of (laughs) Scottish descent so I just wanted to get that out from jump that Mm -hmm. this is a whole entire Anglo-Saxon yes okay so that's Mm -hmm. what we're dealing with She's not any kind of of any kind of Spanish speaking or spicy origin. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just very white. Yes, that's she's all. Potatoes. Oh, that feels like a racial slur, but I'll I'll allow it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it because that region of Europe. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh cool, gosh, cool, I didn't cool. mean it that way. Okay, so she has a new album coming out, hence controversy, right? That's when it'd be time for these people to like spark their controversy shit. So Lana Del Rey says, this is an article from Pitchfork that just to tell you niggas what she did. All right, so Lana Del Rey has been accused uh, in the past of making music that champions abuse towards women, like this kind of like saying songs about maybe people who she knows that she shouldn't be with, but she's with them anyway. So in a follow-up in an Instagram post defending her lyrics, particularly those concerning women with quote-unquote sometimes submissive or passive roles in their relationships, 
Critics and some artists have grappled with Del Rey's portrayal of submissive women since early in her career. Introducing the post, Lana surveys the pop landscape and concludes that, quote unquote, Doja Cat, Ariana, Camilla, Cardi B, Kalani, and Nicki Minaj and Beyonce have had number ones with songs about being sexy, wearing no clothes, fucking, cheating, etc. She continues, I'm fed up with female writers and alt singers saying that I glamorize abuse. I'm just a glamorous person singing about the realities of what we are all now seeing are very prevalent, emotionally abusive relationships all over the world. She goes on, I'm not not a feminist, but there has to be a place in feminism for women who look and act like me, the kind of woman who says no, but men hear yes, the kind of women who are slated mercilessly for being their authentic, delicate selves, the kind of women who get their own stories and voices taken away from them by stronger women or men who hate women. Okay, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> this sounds really this is like really like i'm a delicate white woman i am the token of white supremacy protect me and i'm tired of all of these black women being free with themselves in their bodies and i am the victim here and leave me alone you big black women <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that what you heard that's what i heard I just was just like, what do keep black women's names out your mouth? What do they mm-hmm. have to do? You could have made this statement without naming names. You could have right. made, but she obviously doesn't have the range. Like that's mm-hmm. just all bad. But like you could have made this statement without pointing at particular women. You could have made this statement as a critique to patriarchy, since you're not not a feminist. Mm-hmm. You know, so you should know what you should be addressing. Like not the woman, but addressing the system that makes it so that. Maybe I don't agree with her point, but I'm just saying that if you had more range, you could have had this conversation in a very different way that wouldn't mm-hmm. have included you speaking these women's names. You know what I, I mean? I think, yeah, I think that unfortunately, with a lot of these white women who say who are like always invoking black women to make their point, a lot of times their point is actually black women or whatever women of color they're talking about. That is their actual point, and they're dressing that shit up by pretending they're trying to make some other point. Yeah, you know no, what I'm saying? and, and that, that's how I know she doesn't have the range. Like this right. is not, this is not her arena. Honestly, this is exactly what I expect for somebody who fucking idolizes the 1950s and 60s in mm-hmm. that way. Of course, you're going to be violent towards black women and not even realize you're being violent because, mm-hmm. like, that's she was obsessed with the Jim Crow era. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. that's what the fuck you do. Like, right. what the fuck? Like, that's 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 the range that you have. That's like nothing. I think this is why me and Jay are tired because it's just like, really? Like, we were just. Yeah, it's not shocking. Like, I almost, again, it's almost like, is this worth talking about? But I thought it was funny that, like, she is, she does romanticize the 50s. She romanticizes the 60s. She romanticizes these these periods that were violent to black folks and other people of color. There's a lot of the romanticizing of these eras gone by are from people who, if they existed during that time period, they would have been good. Exactly. They would have been fine. fine. They want to make America, quote unquote, great again. And I'm not trying to be like simplistic with that. Like, I'm sure there's more nuance to that, maybe a tiny bit. But it's just like people who don't take into account like the past and how it affected different groups of people. I'm not surprised that she would make this like basic ass statement. At all. At all. 
But the point is that there's always space for delicate white women to be delicate white women. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of room for them. And these women of color, these artists that, that she mentioned, like, yeah, they, they actually have experienced uh, critique for the way that they present themselves, for their All image, the for the what the, the words and name. Like, they, they have been critiqued All for those things. Time. And you're just upset because you feel like as a white woman who pretends to be spicy with a fake Spanish name, you feel like <laughs> you should be untouchable because you're fucking white. And it's the 50s in your mind. <laughs> that's what it is it's the 50s in her mind and mm-hmm. how dare they yeah it's your police boyfriend or whatever she has a police boyfriend i don't yeah she do that's what the internet's were saying so allegedly oh allegedly that's what the internet's were saying what you oh, expect man. her boyfriend is 12 boyfriend or husband whoever that partner man is in her life mm-hmm. they were saying mm-hmm. he was 12 yeah well, this was a really white thing to say. And then she doubled down and said, of course, the predictable shit that if you're making this about race, that's about you. That says more about you than it does about me. That's not how any of this works. At all. And I did in the 1950s. Could <laughs> have got away with that then. You're right. Did in the you 60s. You are correct. You are correct. Speaking of other shit that we're tired of. Tired. 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 So Joe Biden... Ninja. Joe motherfucking Biden went on the Breakfast Club, which we do not fucking watch. Went on the Breakfast Club and played himself as we knew. He was on there for 18 minutes. And in real life, that's not a long time. But for Joe Biden. That was mad long. That is a mad long time. Too much time. Long enough to say the ridiculous things <laughs> that we already know he thinks about black people out yes. loud. Okay. Yeah, so really quickly, we're going to just play a quick clip so you can get the gist of what we tired of right now. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. Cause it's I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more okay. questions. But I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. Yeah, so <laughs> Biden can tell people if they're black or not. <laughs> Biden yeah. knows all the rules and regulations and qualifications to be black which makes sense because he's a white person and they created this construct they know everything so maybe he does know mm-hmm. who can be mm-hmm. black and who cannot be black what did you have to say about his his not falling slip because that's exactly how he feels yeah like. no this is exactly how he feels <laughs> he was clearly he was clearly reacting in a way um that we already know he feels entitled to the black vote yeah we already know that he thinks very highly of himself, that he should be a shoe in and that he shouldn't he should be able to say a few things acknowledging black folks in our plight Look at my and that record. we shouldn't have any further questions. Yeah, like what what who is this? I guy? got friends in NAACP are my friends. I know black people. <laughs> we already know that and we've been knew that and what was most bothering me actually about this conversation is I feel like most black voters 
who plan to vote for Biden, we don't fuck with him, okay? Mm-hmm. We don't fuck with him. We don't bang for Biden, even though that would have been a great tagline right there. We don't yeah, bang for Biden. We are banging for getting Trump out of, out office. of office. That's what we're banging for. That's it. And right now, it's between two rapists, okay? Two yeah. alleged... One is definitely a rapist, and we know this. One right now is definitely a sexual harasser and a le- alleged rapist, and that is Joe Biden. Yep. And these are our options right now. In terms of for those of us who are choosing to vote in this election, these are our options. And we know, especially right now, dealing with the coronavirus and all of the thousands of people who died, who did not have to die. If we had leadership in place that valued the lives of their citizens, I personally feel like I would rather have a Biden in the office and have less people die. Less people would have died if we had somebody in the office with a certain brand of sense, okay? That does not mean, as black people who are choosing to vote in this election, that does not mean that we fucking bang for Biden. I don't give a fuck who it was. I really don't give a fuck who it would have been I would as have voted for not them Trump, right? to get Trump out of office. That's that's what it is. That doesn't mean that as black people, we should not continue to question Joe Biden. That doesn't mean that we should not continue to challenge him mm-hmm. and question his policy for black people and demand things from him. That's not what any of that means. But I feel like some of the conversation that's that's coming up now like like that i feel like is encouraging people um who are maybe on the fence about voting encouraging Uh people not to vote or acting like none of this shit matters we did this whole i feel like we did this whole thing already like four years ago when we had eight years of obama and we felt like we were in a, a position where we could now choose, okay, who do I really want to be in office? I voted for Hillary Clinton and I felt bad as a whole episode, episode 83, I think it was, where we talk about how bad we felt. I felt bad voting for her because that, that's not what I felt like we were in the streets protesting for. We were not, Mm -hmm. as black people, I feel like we're not fighting to have, to settle for a Hillary Clinton or to settle for a Biden and but this was before experiencing before living through four years of an actual like y'all niggas actually they these white people voted for Trump he's mm-hmm. actually president and we've lived through that and we've seen actual people die because Trump is president right now yeah that to me that's not okay and it's I'm for revolution happening. and I'm for us making the choice of whether we want to sacrifice ourselves in the name of the revolution but I don't feel like I'm not willing to sacrifice the lives of others which have been sacrificed in the name of having Trump in office. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't want to do that again. And just as an example, this podcast, we very rarely talk about electoral politics because the shit that goes down with black people and the shit that we're fighting against, these things exist regardless to where de- whether Democrats or Republicans are in the White House. Exactly. Regardless. Exactly. Okay? White supremacist patriarchal capitalism is what we're fighting against. It doesn't matter who's in office and we have yet to see a candidate that rises to the occasion in trying to get rid of and dismantle that and dismantle system and that structure. Systems. Right? So we very rarely here discuss electoral politics because dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism is bigger than that shit. All right. That being said, I do not want to see another four years of Trump. Biden is not the end all be all of that. Biden is not the solution. Biden is not the savior or whatever the fuck. He's not it. He's not the avatar. (laughs) He is not the airbender. He's not it. (laughs) He's not. 
He's but not we just it. taking what we could get right now. Yes. And that sounds really, it sounds really fucking depressing. But I am not willing, I'm not willing to have, right mm. now we're in, this is, this is, you would think this is the worst case scenario, but this type of, this level of global pandemic no, just is keeps actually getting not, worse. <laughs> yeah. But it's not the worst case scenario. It's like not. we could be, we could be at war here on our own soil. It's all type and dealing with a pandemic and having food, like all type of horrible, worse things like we could be dealing with here. Yeah. I don't want to risk that with Trump in office. I would rather have a bumbling idiot who says ridiculous things about black folks because he feels entitled to our vote. I would rather be protesting Biden for four years or however fucking long yeah. than protesting another fucking four years of trump yeah that i don't want to do that it. also galvanizes another level of kind of like that personal one-to-one racism like trump fuels that even more where people mm-hmm. feel like they i feel like and maybe this is just me my new york privilege that wasn't as overt as it four mm-hmm. years ago i feel like that wasn't as it's just it's just so much it's just so much to see like just visually like white people have the gall to like say this shit out loud in these mm-hmm. ways that i know they've always been thinking but like these motherfuckers is like standing next to each other in groups saying this shit out loud and yeah, it's just like, public, yeah like whoa wow mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. Who would have thought we would have been us. here? Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to do it. I don't yeah, want to do it again. Either. I don't mm. want us to be in crisis as a nation, which we always are. But I don't want us to be facing another global pandemic, a war, and Trump to be the voice that is speaking. And so, if I could choose a fucking a white man who is whack. But is a different brand of whack. Yeah. That I feel like less of us will die under that leadership. That yep. to me, that's what's that's what's priority right. right now. And on top of that, so like you said already, we're voting for there's two rapists, basically, who mm-hmm. are alleged Alleged, rapists, allegedly, alleged, allegedly, 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 allegedly. Allegedly. Um <laughs> who are the candidates for presidency. And a lot of people are also using that as cause to like be mm-hmm. like well, I'm not going to vote because, you know, whatever. And we Mm -hmm. do understand, like, yes, rape culture. And you know that me and Jay talk against that all the fucking time, that we address it all the fucking time and shit like that. But, like, when it comes to this particular situation, I want to be honest and say that I am too covered in marginalization to Mm -hmm. have that be my political stance on why I am not voting at all. Like, yeah. I cannot, it's just, that's not something I can separate in that way. I can't just mm-hmm. right now just say, I'm going to prioritize my feelings against rape and all of that stuff mm-hmm. and remove myself from this election, which will literally lead to, if Trump win, more black people dying, like literally yeah. dying. Like, I don't have the luxury. I don't have the privilege. I don't have the space or the motherfucking time mm-hmm. to literally be like, well, you know what? I'm going to opt out because I'm not voting for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to alleged. Like, that's this is not I, I don't I don't have that. I don't have that. I, I honestly don't know anybody else who has that privilege or space. Like maybe unless you're a white woman or mm-hmm. a, not even a white woman, unless you're a white man. Like I don't like I don't have that. So like that argument there, especially coming from a non-white mouth, 
makes no sense to me because mm-hmm. there's just too much at stake. There's too much at stake. We, unfortunately, because we're marginalized, are used to having to take L's so that we could be alive and, and maintain yeah. and survive. And this is going to have to be one of them, you know? And and uh, this is going to have to be one of them. Like, seriously. Like, now is not the time to use non-voting as a revolutionary act. This is not the time. It's like motherfuckers are literally dying. Yeah, and I just wonder about, like, the revolutionary nature of, like, not voting in this instance, especially when white supremacists are heavily invested financially and otherwise in black folks not voting. Yeah. Vote. Yes. That is revolutionary because they go hard to suppress it. They go mad hard to make it so you can't. So you're actually being a revolutionary by making sure you do it. If that's the weird political stance that people are taking by not voting. Right. They don't want you to. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. That's all they say when you don't. mm Mm-hmm. And we respect everybody's right not to vote. It just feels like I know that there are black folks left of the Democratic Party. I would say that we're left of the Democratic Party, but there are black folks left of the Democratic Party who are who I know are going to fucking vote for Biden. But in their public politics will not say that they're going to vote for Biden. Whether it be because they supported Bernie, Mm -hmm. whether it be because they don't want to look like they're down for the system and fucking with the system. And while all of this shit makes me mad uncomfortable and while I have a platform and I talk shit on this podcast every week, I don't want to privately vote for Biden and be ashamed and of not looking like revolutionary enough for me Mm -hmm. to like say out loud that like that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm ashamed and I'm sad that like this is where we're at. You know what I'm saying? I'm ashamed and sad about that shit. But I'm not going to pretend that... I listened to a whole video with like somebody who's considered a fucking thought leader who black people look to who would not say that he was not going to vote. They asked, The interview asked them a million different ways, okay? They've been talking about the election this whole time, but now mm-hmm. their candidate is not in the race anymore, so they will not say that they're going to fucking vote for Biden, okay um or that they're not gonna vote like you've been talking about what you're doing and every five minutes you're telling us yeah. what black people should do and you talk about us in this fucking real paternalistic way just say what you what you're gonna do just tell us what you're gonna do talk your shit it's a, it's a secret now now that bernie's out the race you don't you don't have nothing to say about what niggas should do with their vote yeah anyway it's niggas i know are voting for biden who won't say that shit out loud yo say it with your chest Say what you're doing with your chest, yo. Every week on this podcast, we talk about Amazon. And I thought about that and I was like, yo, maybe I should, if I have to give this disclaimer about Amazon, maybe I shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't say Amazon. But in private, I still fucking use Amazon because yeah, I'm I in just, my house and I mm-hmm. need it. And that's where that's where I'm at. That's what I can financially do to manage my life and fucking the things that I have to deal with and what I'm doing or whatever, I personally still use it. Yeah, so it would be same. disingenuous for me to fucking pretend that I don't use it. The best thing that I could do right now, if I'm still going to use Amazon, is talk about how they're the axis of fucking evil and how we can support labor, how we can support workers, Amazon workers, and use my platform for that. Yeah. But like the, mm-hmm. the fucking pretending, I don't want to be on here pretending that I'm revolutionary in a way that is cute for a book deal or that is cute for whatever panel i'm on or that is cute for a fucking 
uh, 20 tweet thread or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. So I don't like it. I'm ashamed. It's tired. I'm voting for Biden. Like, that's what I'm doing. I don't want to see more people die under a Trump presidency because niggas are dying. And I would prefer to have somebody there who cares on some level about niggas dying. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. (sighs) Boy. So Doja Cat, huh? Oh, God. You know, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Okay. Yo. Tired. She took pick me to the next level. To, to the next level. The next level. <laughs> next level. We're not going to waste our time uh, with that. No, we're not. You want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Okay. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Hey. Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black this women year. your money. Yes, so, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. Sometimes twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvthqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit will use that shit that's right so once again tea with queen and j.com hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes okay so we mentioned earlier that we got mad love this week and we had a couple of people hit us up on the paypal thank you all so much we appreciate you so the homie jenny Broke us off on the PayPal. Thank you so much. Kayoka, or Kiyoka, excuse me, broke us off on the PayPal. And they say, hey, Queen and Jay, I love listening to your podcast every week. I even tune in when y'all are going to be on other platforms. Thanks for continuing the show during the quarantine. It means a lot to me. I know my donation isn't a ton, but hopefully enough to get some snacks. Just wanted to show some love for the women who make every week bearable for me. Continue the great work. Love from Nola. Thank you, Kiyoka. And like, Thank whatever you. you give us is good. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So what you donated was plenty and we appreciate that. And it was, it's going to yeah. go along. It's way. a collective so thing. So, so like, the, like, don't. It's a part of the collective. Like, don't think That's like right, yo. whatever you're giving is not much. It's a collective nah. effort, and we always appreciate it. Always, it's plenty. Luna hit us up on the PayPal, and Luna says, "Hi, Queen and Jay. I wanted to donate a long time ago, but 2020 has been pretty uncertain for me due to my mental health, and then, well, Corona. I'm still not able to work, but you two have made this social distancing time so much easier, and I enjoy the content you create so much. So I know it's not much, but I still want to affirm, as you always do on your show, that 2020 is going to be fruitful and abundant. I don't want to follow a capitalist logic of scarcity. Thank you for your labor. I have learned so much. Thank 
Thank you for helping me understand my privilege as a TV Italian Latinx. I sincerely appreciate you both. And yes, let's pay black women. Stay strong and healthy during this pandemic. Thank you so much, Luna. We appreciate that. And then the homie and Stephen Harris broke us off and says, just because you all are special, keep doing your community ass work and continue giving black folks that tough love you give. Stay funny too. It helps with that tough love pill. Thank you so much, Stephen. Appreciate you. Thanks, Stephen. And then Citadel, whose name was spelled in all caps. So I said it like that. <laughs> I was wondering too. I was like, okay. Well, extra. Citadel says, Queen, girl, get yourself some spring onion pancake. Jay, get into that shit. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I love when these notes be random as fuck. Thank you for the work you do. Libations and long live you both. Thank you, Citadel. We appreciate Thank you. you. And, we, and I will get my life together and have some onion pancakes. Perfect. I cannot wait to leave this house and go eat onion pancakes somewhere else yo somewhere else i'm still i'm still, it's gonna take me a while to go to a restaurant again i don't really eat same at restaurants a whole lot anyway but it's mm-hmm. gonna take me a little longer to be like girl you want to do brunch and i'll be like all right it's like gonna be, yeah it's gonna like, be a while it's gonna, gonna be, be what while. i will say though we could probably like picnic i feel like more people are gonna get together yeah i'd rather do in that. homes and yeah. like that type of shit i'm cool um, with that because i do like mm-hmm. to do stuff like that I'd rather be in a home than in a restaurant, honestly, because yeah. I could take my shoes off and unlatch my bra. Well, I could do that in a restaurant, too. But I do that in a restaurant, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, yes, Jay. <laughs> yes. You are right. Yes. <laughs> Let's pay some black women. Yes. Now that we have talked about money. Let's pay some other black women. Give me your fucking money! So yes. our pay black women segment is a segment where we highlight black women-owned businesses, black women-run initiatives, black women who just need money for rent or lunch or any number of things. It does not matter. This is the segment where we do that. We know that trans women are women, cis women are women. There are all different types of women, and we include all of those women in our Pay Black Women segment. Here at Tea with Queen and J Podcast, we also like to leave this segment open to any non-binary AFAB folks, so feel free to include them in this segment if you want to submit them. Here at Tea with Queen and J podcast, we also, as community ass bitches, open this segment to indigenous folks. So if you are a black or indigenous woman, if you are black or indigenous AFAB non binary person, please feel free to participate in our pay black women segment. The only thing that we ask of you is as we are also black women, if you are somebody who has a whole ass business and resources and a platform, like how we have a platform and we about to be like, hey, check out so-and-so and so-and-so. If you have a platform and you haven't shouted out Tea with Queen and Jay, or if you have a platform, you have Tell a product them. and you haven't sent us a sandwich. If you have a Tell product, them. if you have something where you could trade, like we're totally down with fucking, what you call that shit where we trade? Bartering. Barter. We can barter, or if you're somebody who can afford to buy ad space from us, please do that. We're not checking anybody's pockets. What we are asking is we do this shit based off our honor system, and please acknowledge when you submit your shit to TV Queen and J Podcast that we are also black women who are running an independent podcast. We is working. We're doing independent work. (laughs) Yes. So that's all that we ask is 
right? Don't be a fucking taker. Um, but again, that goes for like established business. If you're somebody who's hitting us up like, hey, I need to make rent. That's not what yeah, we're Yeah, that's totally about. different. Yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. just, we're just saying to is. be considerate yeah. and be thoughtful when you submit yourself to Team with Queen and J podcast. And if you are somebody who is submitting to us like another business that's not your own that you fuck with, like that's cool. Do that yeah, too. Yeah, that's, that's and different. you can send all your submissions to Team with Queen and J at gmail.com. Yes. So who do we have for pay black women this week? So this week, our pay black women is actually, was actually sent to us via T-mail. So I'm just going to read that letter and we'll get all the information from me reading that. Cool. Hello. Hello. My name is Jennifer Eden, a.k.a. Slut of the Month, a.k.a. Femme Daddy, a.k.a. Biggie Shorty, a.k.a. J.E. Heartbreak. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am a poet, host, and sex educator from Baltimore, Maryland. I've had gigs. I've had gigs canceled through September because of the Rona. And I, like you and many other creatives, have turned to online platforms to keep doing what I do while social distancing. I'm an auntie when it comes to technology, so I ain't know what I was doing. The idea of creating content without interacting with an audience in person was foreign to me. But in spite of my apprehension, my IG live talk show hashtag tiny tub has really taken off i discuss sex self-care kink and current events all from the comfort of my bathtub i bring on guests from the worlds of adult entertainment erotic art and sex education and yes they get in their tubs too thanks to hashtag tiny tub i go through bubble bath and tea like candles like nobody's business i also would like to upgrade my recording equipment and have a budget to pay my guests for their time because pay black woman Duh. My cash app is dollar sign P O E T J E N N I F E R E D E N. And my Patreon is patreon.com slash poet Jennifer Eden. It's spelled the same way that I said in the cash app. We'll also have links to that in our show notes as well. Like I said, I'm a poet. This stay at home shit has given me the time to sit still. Focus on putting together my first book, P-O-E-T, is also an acronym that encompasses my sex ed philosophy, pleasure over everything. Okay. Thanks, y'all. Love the show. Um, and if you want to follow them on Instagram, their IG is at slut of the month, and that is in the show notes as well. Yes, I actually checked out their hashtag tiny tub, a few of those shows, and they are super duper cute. So um, be sure to follow them on IG at Slut of the Month. I really enjoy Jennifer's shit, yo. So keep that going. Thank you so much for sending us this T-mail. And let's send Jennifer some cash, yo, if you got it. White people, y'all, this is your opportunity to play pay black women. This is your opportunity to redistribute wealth. We naturally, black women are constantly giving each other money. White people... When's the last time you paid a black woman? Okay. Yeah. So send Jennifer some guap. Check out her hashtag tiny tub on her Instagram at slut of the month. Yes. Do you want to now? Do you want to get into news that's not news? Let's get into news that's not news. I guess even though we were free, we were still slaves in the mind. Nasty. 
News That's Not News is a segment where we cover news stories that either have not been covered by mainstream media or they've been covered by mainstream media, but they haven't been covered the way we would cover it here at Tea with Queen J Podcast, Mm -hmm. or it's been covered and we feel the need to re-emphasize that shit as it relates to us as women as race nerds and dismantling the white supremacist patriarchal capitalistic power structure queen what do you have for this week's news that's not news so this week's news that's not news story um i got it from pbs.org and it is about how covid 19 is impacting indigenous peoples in the u.s so we've had Mm -hmm. lots of conversations about how it is affecting black folk um so i wanted to talk about indigenous people we have briefly talked about indigenous people and how it's affecting them but i figured that mm-hmm. we should use the space and time to kind of you know zone in a little more um so we could right. understand how it's affecting that that group of people as well it is a little information heavy but we wanted to you know get all the information and get all the facts especially since indigenous folks aren't folks that are hugely like in the media space and are able mm-hmm. to um people don't talk about indigenous folks right. in the ways that they should be just to warn you it might be a little information dense but it is what it is right so here we go according to the article in pbs.org there's a wide range of COVID-19 rates among different American Indian reservations but a handful of reservations have many fold greater infection rates compared to the general U.S. population so verified COVID-19 cases in the U.S. are over 1.3 million right so that's everyone Mm -hmm. So as of May 12, 2020, which means that the rate of verified COVID-19 infections per 100,000 individuals is 400. So we got that piece, right? Mm -hmm. Current verified COVID-19 cases on U.S. American Indian reservations range from zero to 3,300 per 100,000 individuals. The average rate is about 32 per 100,000 individuals. However, Mississippi Band of the Choctaw, that's how, is that how you say that? Mississippi Band of Choctaw. Uh-huh. Thank you, Indians. The Ho-Chuck Nation, the Navajo Nation, and the Pueblo of San Felipe and the Pueblo of Zaya have astonishingly high reservation-based COVID-19 rates per 100,000. So their rates, and this is in order of how I said each particular nation, so that's 500 per 100,000 for the Mississippi Band of Chukwa Indians. Then that's 800 per 100,000 for the Ho-Chuk Nation. That's 1,100 Per 100,000. You see how the numbers are just getting Mm -hmm. up and up and up. Then it's 14,000 and then 3,300 per 100,000, which means that like the rate of which these folks have COVID-19 or get infected by COVID-19 virus Mm -hmm. is way higher than the averages of other populations in the United States. They're some of Mm -hmm. the highest numbers. Mm -hmm. And we know that the population of indigenous folks in the United States is very small. So this right. is like basically trail of tears all over again. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, just wiping out large numbers of Native folks in this country mm-hmm. just from COVID-19. They go on to say that this variation may be attributable to differences in rates of testing, but also likely reflects the differential access to resources of different reservations. So 
that is just basically saying that it's possible that these the lower numbers could be higher, but it's based on the access that these certain reservations have to testing and things like that. So it's, right. yeah, kind of similar to like New York's numbers increased really rapidly, but it was like we were testing more. So, you know, it wasn't that the virus like got buck and started like being infected more. We just were testing more so we could have right. more numbers. So the lower numbers, which is still pretty high, but the lower numbers could be higher, but those um, reservations probably just do not have the access to testing that the others have. Right. There are, and this is just like based on some shit that I was watching, but there are, I'm not sure what reservation, but in terms of like the amount of land and the number of people in comparison to the number of hospitals yeah. that they have mm-hmm. compared to other places in the U.S., it's like they there are less resources there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so less hospitals, less grocery stores. It's just the situation becomes more dire when you hit the reservation. Yeah, it does. Definitely does. More from the article. And this is great because this is kind of that same kind of situation. So mm-hmm. historical inequalities and in public funding. So in areas of healthcare, infrastructure and all of those things are what contribute to this stuff. Also, the health disparities, I want to make sure that I footnote that because a lot of people are saying health disparities but put the onus on the individual and don't mm-hmm. address that the horrible health care infrastructure and all of these other isms and inequalities are what lead to the health disparities and not mm-hmm. just like these people just not healthy. So I just wanted to make right. sure they don't make that distinction in the article, but that's a distinction that, you know, you and I always make. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to make sure that I said that. So like I said, more from the article, these things have also contributed to health disparities that put indigenous peoples and other minorities at higher risk of COVID-19. For instance, and I believe you said this on the show before. So like washing hands, it's a huge emphasis on washing hands and washing hands and do your part by washing your hands so you don't prevent spreading, you know, the mm-hmm. contagious virus and this pandemic. But we have to address that there's an imbalance in infrastructure across the United States. Mm-hmm. And this doubles when you are talking about folks who live on reservations. Mm-hmm. So the article says, however, because of historical imbalances in infrastructure projects, race is an important predictor of indoor plumbing access in the country. Indigenous folks, African-American and Latinx households are more likely than white households to lack access to complete plumbing. The persistence of health disparities of American Indians is also evident in ways that could affect their susceptibility to COVID-19, such as the fact that they are three times more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes than white. So basically, it's still that emphasis of pre-existing conditions being prevalent in a certain population. But I want to emphasize that that stuff is the result of all of the other systems failing Mm -hmm. indigenous folks. It's not because... They just be loving diabetes because mm. that's what they be, they be trying to make it right. seem like that. Right. And then they go further to talk about Native Hawaiian folk, Pacific Islander folks, and how they are also disproportionately affected. So in California, Native Hawaiians and Pacific Islanders make up approximately 1% of all cases in the state as of May 7, 2020, according to California state data. However, NHPI, and that is the acronym for Native Hawaiian Pacific Islanders, make up only 0.3% of California's population. This means that their cases are more than three times their population portion. Mm -hmm. They also have disproportionately high mortality rate for COVID-19. 
which is approximately three times their population portion as of May 8, 2020. In Alaska, American Indians and Alaska Natives are approximately 15% of the state's population. However, they are accounted for 6% of all cases and approximately 20% of all deaths related to Mm. COVID-19 in the state as of May 8th. This indicates that while the AIAN population in Alaska is less likely to catch COVID-19, they are more likely to die as a result. Mm. Potential explanations for this high mortality rate could be higher. Um, the same stuff, pre-existing position, lack of texting, the quality of health care, and all the other things that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. This is my last piece from this article. Indigenous peoples throughout the world have been subjected to viral epidemics for centuries. So this is, I guess, going into the history in the Americas. The rate of population decline was upward of 90% based on best estimates over the course of the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries. So we, not we, but white supremacist patriarchal capitalism within the United States has basically, if this was something that we, if we put humans on endangered species lists, indigenous people of the Americas, like based on this, would qualify for Mm -hmm. that thing. Like we're we're wiping these folks out. White Mm -hmm. supremacist patriarchal capitalism is like literally... Basically wiping wiping them out. And it's just mm-hmm. like seeing these numbers, seeing the rate of which they are affected, knowing that they are such a small population of this country and islands around this country mm-hmm. is just like whoa. You know, when you I knew I knew that it was affecting indigenous folks in large ways and you know, whatever, but this is this is whoo, this is a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Well, that's fucking whack. Mm-hmm. Um, expected, predictable, and whack. Yeah. So I was looking up to see what could be done. I found this article that features 17 organizations providing emergency food relief to Native communities during COVID-19. What's good about this list is that while... So this article is actually from uh, Food Tank, the Think Tank for Food. So it's actually from that, but it features organizations that do more, that food stuff, food justice happens to be a part perhaps Uh of the initiative of some of these organizations but um there are organizations here that do other things and i wasn't going to read all of them because it's a list of 17 but also as i was looking for information on indigenous organizations i was like yo i don't even know because this shit is so because indigenous populations are so represented i don't know one offhand And I don't even know how to properly vet this shit because the community is so marginalized and I am not tapped in enough to know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I think everybody's native. So what happened? (laughs) I'm just being a bitch. Everybody's like, there's always some random white person saying they're an indigenous person. That part. (laughs) That part. Right. So uh, how do you trust how to go about this shit? Yep. Um, so I'm actually going to read all of these mm-hmm. because why not? It's not enough conversation about indigenous communities. It's not enough representation. So I'm going to read these out loud and maybe you all will remember them. I'm also going to leave the link to this in the show notes. So there's no reason for me to do this outside of like, we don't talk about this shit enough. So I'm just going to read all of these organizations. So All Pueblo Council of Governors and Indian Pueblo Cultural Center, 
Number two, Decolonizing Wealth, National Urban Indian Family Coalition and Native Americans in Philanthropy. Emergency Mobile Pantry in Zuni, New Mexico. First Nations Development Institute. The Hopi Foundation. John Hopkins Center for American Indian Health. Kansas City Indian Center. Kinlani Flagstaff Mutual Aid. McKinley Mutual Aid. Navajo and Hopi Families COVID-19 Relief Fund. NDN Collective, um, I was actually on their website. They do a bunch of shit. And right now they're giving grants to artists and entrepreneurs. I think they had COVID-19 response project where phase one is completed already and they have finished taking applications for those grants. But definitely check them out because they are still, they still have money to give and they're still accepting applications for entrepreneurs and artists. Nota Begay 3, that's NB3 Foundation, North Diné COVID-19 Relief Effort, Partnership with Native Americans, Seeding Sovereignty, Seventh Generation Fund for Indigenous People, and Torian Community Alliance. So again, the link to this article will be in the show notes, but I definitely wanted to shout those out. And if there are services for Indigenous folks, other organizations and initiatives that you want highlighted. Definitely shoot us a email at twithqueenj at gmail.com. Cool. Thanks for the list. Yeah. I think that was important to do. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you for your news. It's not news. When we were vetting for like what was news for not news, I do like mm-hmm. that Jay makes sure that like, no, we got to find some solutions or like right. something to offer. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it's like, Sometimes it's just like, we got to put a bookend on that. Like, you can't just... Right, 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 right. So, thanks for that, Jay. Of course. Thank you for the news story. But now... Now what? It is time to throw a motherfucker in the pit. Yes, the pit. Let's do it. Everybody strap in. We're about to open some fucking windows. The new XXX has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. So the pit is the opposite of libations. The pit is where we throw the things that are trying to kill our black joy. All the people, places, and things that try to kill our black motherfucking joy go in the motherfucking pit. Jay, who are you throwing in the pit today? Okay, so there are two. That needs to go in the pit. Okay. The first one, just real quick, is just this fucking week, I checked the mail, and I have this pamphlet from NYC government about coronavirus. It's telling me what to do, telling me to wear a mask, what to do if I have symptoms, yada, 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 yada. We've been in quarantine how long? Since March? Uh, Almost three months. I want to say since Mm mid-March we've been in here. Yeah. And you just got this? It is... I, I just got it. We're almost at the end of May. It's almost, and it's I, almost June. It's almost June, yes. And I'm just now getting this <laughs> fold-out pamphlet on uh, what I should be doing and how I should be behaving in regard to coronavirus. And I feel like, you know, it's uh, a little bit late. A little, you know. Mm. It's a little bit late. It's a little. And so I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, this is a cute informational for me to have in my house. If I had children in here, it would be cute to show them. Maybe I would put it on the fridge. Maybe I would do this if I hadn't been in quarantine for almost three months already. Mm -hmm. Maybe this would be good information to have had during month one. And it just made me feel like, like, 
we're those people who are kind of like attached to our phones. So like we're always on social, we're always reading something, we're always watching something or whatever. There are people who don't watch the news. There are people who are not on social. There, there are people who people... don't have smartphones. Right. Like, why are you sending this now? Now, you know? So that irritated me because it just felt like like access is so limited Mm -hmm. for different kinds of people for people who have different shit yeah what if you don't have a smartphone what if you don't have a tv what if you don't have a computer like internet access like where are you which we know lots of folks don't have internet right right there are people who don't have internet access because internet access just don't pop in their area of whatever of the borough yeah you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. not because they didn't want to buy it but because the signal is weak because nobody cares about that section yeah, of the uh, fucking city. Yeah. So anyway, that annoyed me. So I'm putting in the pit whoever made the decision to send <laughs> this pamphlet out at almost the last fucking minute. Um, almost June. Thanks a lot. Thanks for almost nothing. But also thanks to the auntie that said, we got to still get these pamphlets out. Because you know it was somebody there <laughs> that was like... No, I asked for this two months ago. So oh, thank you for that. Um, then we got a letter. We got a letter from somebody who knew they might end up in the pit. And so we put them in the pit, not out of malice and not not to discourage you all from sending your letters, but just because this is where it belongs. <laughs> and <laughs> so <laughs> we put it here, but we are going to thoughtfully answer your question and we appreciate you. Yeah, the letter goes in a pit. Right. We appreciate you for sending the letter, and we appreciate you for um, asking this question and not just doing some some white people shit. So, (laughs) I don't know. Hello, Queen and Jay. I hope y'all are doing okay. I am behind on podcasts because I've been non-Rona sick for a while. Things are smoothing out, and I'm playing catch-up. I'm writing to ask you a white person question. And ask for recommendations. If the pit is my fate, I accept it. Good to know. (laughs) I am disabled and whenever I get an illness, then recover, I try to get myself something nice. Over the years, I found that helps me push past the illness and keep trying. So I'm browsing Etsy because I like to support creators directly. And I found this creator who sells Juneteenth shirts and awesome pride shirts. Mm. I would love to wear a Juneteenth shirt this year. And honestly, I can't believe I've never looked for a Juneteenth search before now. I talked to my wife and she is very excited about the whole prospect. Now the white person part. Oh, oh that wasn't the- it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is where it starts? It gets whiter. <laughs> we are both very, very white. We commonly live in a majority minority neighborhood. We've run into some issues and seen some truly heinous crap. What I don't want is to cause more pain for any black person or person of color. My wife especially doesn't because her family definitely has some history. So does yours. Uh, yeah, all y'all. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. They, they just say these out loud. I know y'all don't speak for everyone, but I've listened to y'all for years. I respect your opinions and would like to know if that seems appropriate, especially this year during the Rona. 
I was delirious with fever for nearly two weeks, and when I regained sensibility, I learned the terrible toll that is taking on black folks and how dumb I feel and how dumb my fellow whites are being. Yes, they are. Please gather them. Is this year just the wrong year? Is this year the perfect year? People are hurting so bad, and I don't want to add to it. Any guidance or help y'all can give? Additionally, if y'all know of a WOC t-shirt business that sells shirts in my size, I'll take that recommendation. The shop I found on Etsy is called Crush Retro. It's not me or my friend. Not trying to slip some advertising, just cute shirts in my size. So, that's my story. Please be safe and healthy and happy. Y'all rock. Thank you so much for this letter. Yeah. When I first read this, I was like, I don't care about this. Because white people be wildin'. So I was just like, this is the question... We've gotten this question before because we have a lot of white listeners and because they know we fuck with Juneteenth and because Juneteenth is a holiday that everybody should acknowledge, be aware of, and celebrate. Yes. So I understand this question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I didn't care because I'm black and I'm in quarantine and I'm tired and niggas is doing wild shit and it's just, I'm tired. So those were my initial thoughts. So I was like, let me ask somebody else and i did but what did you think when you first read it i felt like you ever seen that video where amber rose is talking to her son and she asks him a question and he's like quiet and then he just goes no (laughs) (laughs) that's how i felt right no no uh right away it was like no no yeah no 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 you can't play no no. No. Nope. No. No. Nah. So I said, you know what? Since I don't really care about this, let me take this to Facebook. Let me ask the black people that I know. Let me ask them what they think. And so I got a few interesting responses. All of them were no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diamond says, um, no. This is not for you, white person. Want to support? Fund a celebration event. Yeah. Okay. There will probably be less of those because of the Rona. But you can take your money and support a black initiative, a black owned business or something like that. Yeah. Just just redistribute money. Yeah. The homie Stephen Harris says, I have a little problem with it because I think it is symbolic of where we want to be. But too many times white folks be wilding and a few will mess it up for the rest of them. I think we want them to know it, acknowledge it and celebrate it. I agree. Not with a T-shirt. Or do not, like, hold the celebration or whatever. Just know that it exists Mm -hmm. and it's important. Chris says they better pass the pop quiz, which you will not. (laughs) So you can't. Mike says, good question. Don't know if I have an answer. I remember seeing a vendor at a Harlem street fair who sold one of her T-shirts to a European family. It said, do it for the culture. I personally felt uncomfortable about it, but I made sure not to voice my opinion until I bought something, too. (laughs) (laughs) So... So that's a no. Dana says, no, no, no. Knowing the history of white supremacy and slavery in this country, hell no. Dara says, hard pass. Nope. These are all black people. I will say maybe four of your fellow whites responded 
even though my question says on Facebook, black people who know what Juneteenth is, how do that's you feel why about they can't wear a shirt because they don't even yeah. know and how these to, are, to, to just exactly. not be in a post exactly. that you specifically, specifically asking for black people. Specific, and these are quote unquote well-meaning white folks and I'm black and I'm tired. So I just didn't acknowledge them. I didn't even tell them, hey, this is not, f-. I didn't feel like doing any of that work. So I just ignored them entirely. Micah says, fuck and no. MD Rogers says, no, thank you. I do like the idea of them buying hella merch and giving it to black folks, though. I think that unless black folks have asked you to do that, don't just give black folks money. That's my opinion in that. Or, again, support an initiative that already needs help. Latoya said, oh, this is a great question. I'm going to have to think on it because on one hand... White and black people alike like to rep Cinco de Mayo and St. Patrick's Day. I always find black who folks who those? celebrate St. Patrick's to be highly suspect. What you say? I, I, I guess because I don't know black people who do Cinco de Mayo or St. Patrick's Day. So I was like, huh? But mm-hmm. people do. So I duh. used to fuck with Cinco de Mayo because it's like, oh, springtime. Let's go drink. You know, I used to fuck with it a little bit, but I don't do that anymore. St. Patrick's Day, though? No. Too white. <laughs> But on the other hand, I don't think any of those days have as much significance as Juneteenth. I'm still thinking. Okay. Rachelle says, immediate response, no. Missy says, I feel a way off top. However, I would take into account what the shirt actually says. While they could be an ally, I'm hella skeptical of allies that wear apparel of the culture or group they are supporting. Don't get too cute or comfortable, Biden facts mm-hmm. don't i added biden don't pull a biden naima says hell no give me money <laughs> Queen, is that how you feel uh right now as well yes give okay. me fucking money yes elizabeth says the fuck okay katie Atu says no that's it that's my argument uh another white lady is talking douglas just put a gif that says nah greg says nah not at all rod from the black guy who tips says welcome to the cookout that's a running joke yeah that's his running joke he's joking <laughs> you're not welcome to the cookout um someone not black responds uh ama says i think it should be a national holiday that everyone celebrates and simultaneously white people please leave us and our stuff alone thanks tara gives the she's tired and black emoji and ishoke says that's a no from me fam yeah so i think that while it's well intended i don't i I understand the question i don't think it's like i don't think it's malicious and i don't think that it is i don't see harm in the question i get it but i would say no i would say i would if i saw a white person in a juneteenth t-shirt because i don't particularly care about stuff like that it really depends on the day like some days i would see it i'd be like oh look at that other days I would see it and be like, well, what are they doing? Who are they? What's their deal? Other days I would see it and be like, huh, look at that. But I would say just avoid it, especially since you don't want to cause any trouble. You don't know whatever black person you come across. You don't know what they've experienced that day. Seeing you in a Juneteenth shirt might be the last thing they want to fucking see. So I would say no. But I think that it's important that you and your wife are aware of the holiday know the history of it, know what it is, and that you talk about it with your whites. If you have any whites that you have conversations with, if you have whites that you're responsible for in terms of like whether it be children or younger relatives or whatever, talk about it with your whites. It should be a holiday, honestly, that we all know about. Like we should all be aware, everybody, 
Like it's a it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And for those of for those of you who don't know, black people, black people who are unaware of what Juneteenth is, Juneteenth is the day that slaves in Texas got word that they were free. So it's the only national holiday that recognizes the end of uh black American slavery. In it's the not US. even a national holiday though. It's like like it's us for us. It should mm-hmm. actually be a national holiday right. on the books. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, you know, it's, it's our national holiday. So I just wanted right. to be clear to people to know that that's not something that the U.S. acknowledges. That's something that mm-hmm. we as black folks acknowledge. Mm-hmm. They sure don't. Yeah. Because if you acknowledge it, if you acknowledge it as a country, then you have to like legit acknowledge, acknowledge the slavery. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's not what they um, want to do. So, so. yes, yeah, wants to make sure I say that. I mm-hmm. like I've I've been saying no the whole time, but I think it's important to when you're an ally or a co-conspirator. I don't like the word ally, but if you are someone who wants to be adjacent or um, helpful to people who are marginalized, it's always makes me uncomfortable when people have to like visibly show that they are part of the thing. Like if it has to be like some kind of like mm. some kind of centering you understanding what their cause is or plight is or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like if you're actually being a co-conspirator in a space, right? you won't try to insert yourself in a space, center yourself in a space try to visibly be like, hey, hey, I'm a friend too. You know, like like those mm-hmm. types of kind of, I'm not saying you're being performative, but those types of performative things always makes me uncomfortable because it's mm-hmm. like, just be about it and like, just understand that you can use your privilege in ways of like giving money, talking to other white people and stuff like that. A June, mm-hmm. You wearing a Juneteenth shirt isn't actively doing to me anything, but showing me that you know what Juneteenth means. Right. You know, it's not doing anything to dismantle anything because you're wearing a T-shirt. And that's what we need for co-conspirators to be doing, to just be dismantling shit. Because we Mm -hmm. can't, we can't do that. (laughs) You know? So, like, that's why I'm just like, "Uh uh-uh, just give money or support in other ways if you cannot give money. Because that's, you know, that's a thing too. But there's ways to support causes without, like, kind of, like centering yourself or making yourself visible or you know like there's just ways to do that that doesn't make it seem like hey hey like I know or I I you know I don't know if I'm explaining this right but like I don't know it just always makes me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to like Mm -hmm. to like see that so that's another reason why I wouldn't advise you to buy the shirt just however much that shirt costs donate it to something or you know whatever Mm-hmm. find some Juneteenth initiative happening in your area because something may be happening. I don't know. Did they say where they are? Because, you know, this this place ain't closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People going right. outside places, like we're thinking right. in very New York, there might yeah, be something happening. You can donate towards whatever they're doing or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Facts, facts. A white person did have the good sense to hit me up personally, and they said... I really, in all caps, want to post a response, which I liked all of that white energy because it was like, I'm still really, really white. It's burning in my body. It's burning burning me up. But I know better, so I'm going to hit you privately. 
Um, so this is the homie Drew. I really want to post the response, but I don't want to take up space. So I'm messaging you direct. White folks should skip the shirt, do an informative post on social media instead. Then they should use the money they were going to spend on that t-shirt to donate to a crew like T with Queen and Jay, who generally hold a Juneteenth event. Then back the fuck off and don't invade a black celebratory space. Visible and audible support is what's needed, but not invasion. Yep. Cool. Yep. So yeah, that, all cool, that cool, stuff. Cool. Listen to your yeah. your white friend. I'm just going to assume y'all know each other because y'all are white. <laughs> <laughs> they do that to us, so. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, is this year just the wrong year? I think every year is wrong. I think we're all going to die before. We're, we're not going to be around when it's okay for white folks to wear Juneteenth shirts. I think that will happen when it's like a national holiday and everybody knows what it is and everybody celebrates the end of slavery and there aren't still people pining over um, and wishing for our subjugation as black people, then in, you know, 4,000 years, if this country still exists, then white yeah, folks can wear Yeah, that's the amount of time I would need because I'm like, what? Right. what is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah 4,000, yeah. that's a good number. Uh-huh. Yeah. That and then people are hurting so bad, I don't want to add to it. Yeah, yeah, so just skip out. Did I miss anything? Additionally, if y'all know of a woman of color t-shirt business that sells shirts in my size, I'll take that recommendation. Do you know any off top? I don't know their size. Oh, I don't know either. But do we know t-shirt brands off top? I, I don't really like buy t-shirts. Oh, you know what? You probably won't find anything there for you. But philadelphiaprintworks.com, they sell shirts from, I think, extra large to like a bunch of X's. And so I would check them out. I like them a lot. So check out Philadelphia Printworks. Let me see. They have a Shirley Chisholm shirt. Let me see. I just want to check sizes real quick. Yeah, their sizing goes up to 5X. So from extra small to 5X, 5XL. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's within your size or outside of it, but that's where their sizes are. And that's philadelphiaprintworks.com. And I enjoy all of their shit. So check them out. I'm a size large. So check them out. Mm-hmm. And... um. Yeah, support Philadelphia Printworks, pay black women in other ways. And I do really appreciate this question. So you're not in the pit for asking the question. Yeah. You're just no, in the no. pit because the answer is no. And and again, we've discussed this on the show, but I think it was years ago somebody asked and they wanted to throw like an actual, they were a white person, they wanted to throw like an actual event. I get the question, but no, you cannot play. Mm-mm. So, that's that. No, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for being a patreon we did a show yeah we did a show we did we did did a motherfucking show juneteenth june 19th virtual kick it session yes on zoom white people you are welcome to come to our zoom shit you just can't do black girl show and tell but you're welcome to kick it with us we always have white folks who show up to our juneteenth celebration You are welcome to come. Yeah, everybody save the date. June 19th, 9 to 11 on Zoom. We will um, have an RSVP link to that up soon. Yep. And anything else? Um, That is it. That's it. We did a lot today. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are on Twitter and Instagram at T with QJ. We are on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. Be sure to check out our website, T with Queen and J.com. And you can send us your T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. 
com. What hashtag are you fucking with this week? I am fucking with hashtag indigenous COVID warriors. Yeah. And on Twitter, you can see lots of articles, initiative, and information on indigenous folks and COVID. So, yeah, that's the hashtag we're fucking with Dope. this week. Dope. Dope. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support from a black girl named Sam. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. Ew. One is entitled to any part of you for any more time than you are comfortable sharing yourself. So be selfish. Understanding that you're a universe inside a vessel and not everyone is worthy of the experience that is you. You are not obligated to keep anyone in your life, so learn to experience fully and know when to let go. And if you decide to stay, let it be a mutual love that keeps you here. Do not sacrifice your own peace for the happiness of another in fear of hurting them. They will hurt and they will heal. You will find yourself lost in a world without them, but you will heal.